0: Today, I'm joined by former president and CEO of the Mortgage Bankers Association, Dave Stevens. In this episode, we discuss the US presidential election that is still currently underway, what the future of housing officials could look like under a potentially new administration, and his latest blog on the adverse market refinance fee. But before you listen, here's a brief word from our sponsor. Extraordinary challenges demand extraordinary solutions. Hello, Housing Wire guests. Today I am joined by Dave Stevens, who is the former president and CEO of the NBA. Dave has also served as the assistant secretary for housing and federal housing commissioner at HUD. He currently serves as president and CEO of Mountain Lake Consulting. Dave, thank you for joining us today.
1: Great to be with you.
0: So we've all been closely watching the results and we don't have a confirmed winner yet, but I'm curious, what are your first initial thoughts on a possible new administration specifically when it comes to housing?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, the, 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 if, if nothing else, the one thing we've learned about uh, this election is polling in a pandemic is extraordinarily difficult, right? It's um, uh, voting behaviors were, were very different. Exit polling was very difficult to track. And so uh, the pollsters, you know, were off in many cases. Um, look, I'm, I'm going to be just very frank. I, my expectation is that the uh, Joe Biden will still win the presidency and it'll be clear after Pennsylvania and Michigan uh, are are completed, Uh, but it won't be without uh, uh, conflict and we'll see how that all resolves itself. Um, But in the end, it seems very likely that even if the Biden administration ends, we still have a divided government with a Republican controlled Senate. And that's gonna be really important because it makes many of the objectives of the Biden housing priorities less achievable. So for example, um, uh, Vice President Biden in his uh, election platform had a first time homebuyer tax credit of $15,000 for each first time homebuyer. much more difficult to get through with the Republican controlled uh, Senate. Um, and so that's a challenge. Um, they're uh, getting confirmations done which all run through the Senate. They don't run through the House of Representatives. So every presidential appointee has to make it through the Senate. And if uh, Mitch McConnell and uh, key committee leaders, particularly those that relate to our industry, which is Senate banking, uh, manages most of the confirmations for what we care about. um, And that uh, most likely will be Pat Toomey uh, heading that committee uh, as chair. um, If they decide to be, for lack of a better word, obstructionist to the efforts of the Biden administration, It'll mean a slower go to get confirmations done, and uh, uh, it'll put more pressure on the Biden team to put folks who are more centrist, uh, more acceptable to uh, the Republican leadership to get them through into these roles. So All of that means difficult uh, slog, as it were, for the administration. It may not end up that way. We may see a couple more surprise flips on Senate seats. But at this stage of the game, if we were to guess, that that's where I would expect this to end up.
0: Interesting. What are some of the biggest questions we're going to have right now, given if we do have a new administration or in the case that President Donald Trump is reelected?
1: Well, they're very different, right? I mean, for Trump, uh, if he's reelected, A, is he going to keep the same folks uh, in the key roles uh, of his cabinet? And the two most important to our industry, again, uh, are the the HUD secretary and the Treasury secretary? Those are the two that have the greatest sort of influence on what we care about day to day. They're the ones that are going to uh, help shepherd things like GSE reform. That's the Treasury secretary's job, and you know all sorts of HUD policies that affect the FHA, Jenny May, um, a lot of what's going on during this COVID. Uh, crisis and more are are managed by HUD for the FHA, VA, USDA programs, because Ginny May is part of that. Uh, Will he select a Ginny May president? Uh, We have yet to see an actual Ginny May president get confirmed yet by the Senate. Um, And so those are all important questions because they're directional, particularly the Treasury Secretary, because if the Treasury Secretary wants to focus on the GSEs with the efforts of Mark Calabria at FHFA, then the likelihood for a pathway to release from conservatorship might speed up. If the treasury secretary wants to slow that down and work on other priorities, uh, that becomes important. Um, One other thing I would just say about the Trump administration is uh, the the likely chair of the Senate Banking Committee who would come in if the Republican uh, maintains a majority the Republicans maintain a majority is pro-GSC release uh, of, from conservatorship, so that would have influence on both the Treasury Secretary and I think uh, Director Calabria at the FHFA. On the other hand, uh, if Joe Biden ultimately wins, um, you know, these are all his picks and while the Senate can try to slow down certain nominations, you know, the Treasury Secretary is a really important pick, uh, I think it would be unlikely for the Senate to be too obstructionist for such a critical role affecting both our domestic and global economies. Um, and so assuming that uh, Biden doesn't pick someone who's viewed as really outside the acceptable framework, Elizabeth Warren, for example, um, who would be just a non-starter in a Republican-controlled Senate, uh, if he picks someone more of the lines that President Obama picked, like Tim Geithner, for example, uh, to head the Treasury Department, then uh, you you have a greater likelihood of success there. In which case, uh, um, both uh, at the Treasury Department with the new Treasury Secretary, my expectation is they will likely slow down much of the work that Calabria has been uh, working towards with the release of the GSEs out of conservatorship. And I, I just want to caution here, I know we're trying to do this in not too long an interview, but the, the point we all got to keep in mind is there is a lame duck. Uh, if the director of FHFA believes that his time is limited because the new president's coming in and may put someone at treasury who has to cooperate with him, who may not be as cooperative, then he may race a little faster to do even more work to create some sort of permanence in an exit plan for the GSEs, which frankly I think could be disruptive, but nevertheless uh, might happen. So keep an eye on the lame duck um, and really keep an eye on whether Trump keeps an office, in which case we keep moving towards conservatorship and many of the policies as before, but also who are in these key roles. If the Biden team comes in, I would expect a much more pronounced fundamental change to what the Trump team was was working on uh, up until that point.
0: I want to touch on a point that you mentioned before, too. What do you think the future of housing officials like FHFA director Mark Calabria or if Biden were to win, what are your thoughts on who could fill some of those next roles? Can you talk a little bit about that again?
1: Yeah, I mean, mentioning names is tough, and I'll explain that in a minute. But first, keep in mind that both the FHFA director and the CFPB director are... Uh, not part of the president's cabinet. They're not technically direct reports. They're independent uh, directors that have a five-year term from the moment they're confirmed to that role. Now, under the most recent Supreme Court ruling related to the CFPB, it now gives the option for the president to remove and replace uh, a single directorship um, without the need for cause. They can do it at will. So I do expect, that the president uh, president Biden would execute the Supreme Court ruling against the Supreme Court ruling uh and uh remove Kathy Craninger and replace her with someone who is more in the line of um what the you know, previous Obama administration looked for in a, in a CFPB director, someone who Elizabeth Warren would agree with, because it was her brainchild to create that regulator. It wouldn't be her, I don't think, but someone who would be in that ilk. And so, I would expect the change there. The FHFA director, however, um, wasn't covered under the ruling of the Supreme Court. Some argue that. That ruling carries over and, and is uh, uh, is applicable to the role of the single directorship at FHFA, but not in its entirety. And lawyers are already debating that point. So the question is, uh, does President Biden try to test the Supreme Court ruling and, and try to terminate uh, Director Calabria for cause? or let him ride out his term a while longer waiting for what is another Supreme Court case which is working its way through the court and actually probably will be decided sometime before the end of the first quarter of next year, which would again, you know, give not too much pressure on the the president to replace uh, Mark Calabria. Um, One point I would suggest for all of you, unlike the 2009 period when I came in with President Obama, we were in a housing crisis. So the role of the FHFA, the role of HUD, uh, anybody in housing was were really important picks as it were we met with the president on a regular basis housing was a top priority it's not the case today and so my own sense of this barring some sort of unless director calabria is really antagonistic to a new administration i don't think his role will be a top priority for biden i think biden's got you know he's got a national pandemic to worry about we've got a global and domestic economic crisis uh we've got environmental uh impacts uh that we're torn apart that I know he wants to put back in place. Um, we've got a Middle East agreement in, with Iran that, has, that was uh, uh, retracted, and it, he's going to be concerned about that. My point being other priorities will take precedent over housing because housing, frankly, is working pretty well. So um, I don't think he's going to be in a great rush to replace Cal- uh, Calabria. He doesn't have the clear precedent-setting case uh, from the Supreme Court, and it would be probably easier for him to wait until the Supreme Court finishes their case, at which point it may be determined that that a single directorship at FHFA is also not constitutional and that the president can terminate at will, at which point then I would expect uh, the director to be removed. Uh, there's a thir- there's another possibility, of course, that Mark himself may decide to resign, um, should he find himself unable to do what he wants because of the Treasury Secretary not going along with modifications to the preferred stock purchase agreement, of which the Treasury Department has a big role in. So a lot of uh, a lot of stuff there in the in the sausage making that has to work its way through. But that's that's just an example. Your other just to your uh, to the point about who else we might pick. You know, everybody's wondering who might be the HUD secretary. Will he pick a head for Jenny May? If Biden comes in, um, you know, he's got a lot of people who are running against him for president in the primaries uh, who have come out and campaigned aggressively for him. Uh, and frankly, I hate to call them IOUs because these are all, there are many very credible people in that process from, you know, Pete judges of the world to um, and and so many others that. Um, just could could be really key players uh, at certain cabinet levels. Will that include HUD for one of them? I don't know, but I do think that there's going to be a lot of really good uh, senior leadership talent that could fill a cabinet secretary role heading HUD. That individual then would have to decide who does he or she recommend for F- the FHFA. i mean, excuse me the FHA and for Jenny Mae because it's really the HUD secretary who typically makes that selection, recommends it to the White House, and upon clearing, clearance of background checks and agreement from the president, then the president announces the intent to nominate. But normally it would depend. a lot of this is gonna depend on who the HUD secretary is uh, for that key role.
0: Really interesting. We discussed what would happen to the adverse market refinance fee, but what do you think the future is of the refi fee now? Um, you know i've been pretty pointed
1: about it i wrote an article in housing wire recently a piece um pointing out that you know the directors claim that this is a risk based fee frankly doesn't hold up to their own statements nor the statements in the respective gsc 10q's that they released after the third quarter earnings so they clearly say refis perform better the new york fed study shows refis perform better but Um, As I said in my piece, I do believe that this is an effort to help build more capital. In other words, uh, simply put, I think the FHFA director saw the origination business having a great year, and he wanted a piece of that pie as well, and wanted to gain some of that margin. Um, I pointed out why I think that's wrong, particularly for a federal regulator uh, who is not a profit seeker per se, and the role the GSEs are supposed to play under their federal charters, uh, but nevertheless, here's my view: If the Trump administration retains the office, Calabria will retain the role. The refi fee stays in place. Um, if a Biden team comes in, frankly, that refi fee can still stay in place because FHFA director uh, doesn't report to the president. It doesn't matter whether the Treasury Secretary likes it or the FHFA director likes or the president likes it. The director is an independent regulator who can implement that fee. So I think likely that fee stays until or unless uh, Calabria is gone. And if Calabria leaves under Trump administ- under Biden administration, excuse me, Biden will get his individual put into the leadership role there either in an acting role or through Senate confirmation. At that point, likely that fee would be rolled back, but that will be sometime down the road. So don't expect that fee to go anywhere in the short run, unless industry puts greater pressure on. Frankly, um, while I'm writing op-eds, uh, the industry leadership inside the Beltway, they fought a little bit, but once they got the implementation date moved to December 1, they quieted down, down, and, uh, and there's just not a spirited effort to roll back that fee. And without that pressure... I see no reason why the FHFA would roll the feedback.
0: Well, before we go, I do want to discuss your blog on Housing Wire because you discuss how the intent behind the fee is to release the GSCs. What do you think are the big things to keep in mind now when it comes to GSC reform?
1: Well, look, uh, you know, when I headed the NBA and the NBA still today has the same perspective is that legislation should be done um, before release of uh, Fannie and Freddie out of conservatorship. Uh, there have been multiple letters by uh, bipartisan letters um, from the Senate Banking Committee, or a recent one that was penned by Republican and Democrat leaders <coughs> of the Senate Banking Committee stating that what's the intent here? Uh, will there be taxpayer harm by what you're doing, Director Calabria? There have been statements made that legislative reform should come before GSE reform. I, I maintain that. I think. Um, I think everything that the director is doing right now has nothing but disruption to the housing sector ahead of it. Um, If this is how the GSEs are behaving now uh, with the FHFA director by adding fees like the refi fee when it's not warranted, um, what's it going to be like if they're just released back to their old ways? Will they just simply revert to the way they behaved when I worked for them? I mean, remember I ran the single family business at Freddie Mac before conservatorship and, you know, the GSEs cut sweetheart deals with the big banks um, and the biggest originators. Uh, and it wasn't a level playing field. Um, so I, I caution them that the, the United States housing industry, the housing finance industry, to really question the director aggressively in the months ahead. What uh, disruption effect are you going to create by the path you're on uh, to try to privatize these guys? And what we don't know is... Will the director try to implement things that he he has talked about in public testimony going back to 2011, 2012 and before, where he talked about the need to unwind the dependence on Fannie and Freddie and the way you do that, which is by raising guarantee fees, shrinking their uh, uh, product profile, shrinking their footprint and making private capital a preferred execution. And that's a clear intent that the director has always had, I think he would try to implement that in a revised preferred stock purchase agreement that would include a consent order that would allow the GSEs to be released. That may help shareholders, um, but I don't think in any way, shape, or form anybody in our industry can see anything positive uh, for the mortgage banking industry, particularly if you're a non-bank originator, because banks with balance sheets might be able to uh, and appreciate that because they get to have more access to competing in the marketplace, but everybody else, and we were highly dependent on the non-bank system right now to uh, serve that the nation's housing finance needs. I worry what happens to that sector. So just be wary uh, is my suggestion and be aggressive. Use your voice. I think, I think the lending community has to be vocal and demand more out of their trade associations and be vocal ind- individually about these steps because beyond this boom, we're going to have a more normalized market that's smaller and we're going to need those guys functioning in a way that provides equal access for everybody to participate in the market. And that's what I worry about.
0: You have a lot of great insight here today. Is there anything else that you'd like to add?
1: No, it's been a heck of a year. Um, it's, and, you know, I think the last thing I would just say to everybody who watches this is that you need to, but uh, juxtapose the incredible year you're having from a production standpoint, if you're in mortgage origination to the extraordinary peril ahead of us here in terms of what happens with the GSEs and what happens with whichever administration comes in, in terms of key picks that they're going to uh, put into place in roles that are going to be absolutely critical to your business success over the long run. So, you know, as I say to everybody, look at the front windshield while you're looking at the rear view mirror, because all that production in my view is the rear view mirror, You need to be looking forward uh, down the road ahead to see uh, what changes and how they may are coming and how they may impact uh, our industry. And that's going to be really important.
0: We appreciate your time today. Thank you again. Thank you. That's a wrap for today's episode of The Daily Download. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and join us again tomorrow.